Monica and listeners. Uh, a little more subdued, Maria. All right. Hey, everybody. Sorry, I was watching a uh, Spanish-language teen drama on Netflix, so... Oh. <laughs> Na- naturally. Naturally. Just... I just wanted to use my limited Spanish language in, in some capacity. Mm. <laughs> well, this is Annika in Colombia. And Maria in Happy Valley. And we are here to talk about Bellingham, the city of subdued whatever we decide to talk about. We want to get to know you, Bellingham. Both the well-known and not so well-known. We are joined today, as always, by our quarantined co-hosts, Burrito and Romy. A couple weeks ago, I I was talking about how he put Burrito on a diet that Mm -hmm. did not work. Uh, (laughs) So he was used to being a free-feeding boy. And as soon as we started to put him on a timed food schedule, he got revenge by eating his food too quickly and then throwing it up everywhere. So oh. he wins. He doesn't have to be on a diet anymore. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a lot of control and power. I know. <laughs> Go burrito. He he really pulled one over on us. Uh, Romy has been sleeping all day. We made a fire yesterday in our fire pit. Ooh. And he was both confused, curious, and terrified. He like wanted to be by it but not too close, which is good. But he also, like, would stand, like, right in front of where the wind was going and stare in it and try to, like, keep his eyes open and just stare into the smoke. He'd be squinting and blinking his eyes because he knew it was oh. bothering him. But he couldn't <laughs> seem to, like, move. And so I had I put him on my lap and me. carried that little beefy boy around. So Burrito has been afraid of the motorcycle helmet that, Brandon bought recently because Brandon's <laughs> trying to get his motorcycle license endorsement uh, and if you if you put on the helmet he just freaks the fuck out it's like where did my dad go oh. <laughs> and he's very suspicious of the helmet when it's lying around ears go back very wary of it it's very funny it's like because it still smells like us and he could like see us take the helmet on and off but uh-huh. he just really is not fond of motorcycle helmets. I wonder if he had a bad experience with a motorcycle helmet in the life before we met him. Dogs are like that, too. Like, Romy is not partial to beards. Mm-hmm. Originally, he's he's come around. He also doesn't like when people are carrying things. And so I don't know if, like you said, he had a bad experience with somebody carrying things. Oh. Or with a motorcycle helmet. Yeah, I mean, to be fair... Like, both things are very scary. You don't know what somebody could be carrying. Probably groceries, but maybe not. Mm. <laughs> oh, here's something fun. So you know how I'm always complaining about my couches? Mm-hmm. Well, we were on a Zoom call last night, and a friend of a friend of a friend popped on for whatever reason. And they, like, took one look at the couch in the background, and they're like, what's that? You guys have an old fucking couch. I'm like, Yeah. And then, like, we got off the Zoom call, and basically as soon as, uh, as soon as we got off, we're like, well, if a stranger can see our old gross couch and immediately pick it out, it probably means it's time to move on. So <laughs> so we have a, a giant sectional in the mail from Costco. I've never <sighs> been, like, more excited about anything in my life. Congratulations. I know. I, I really feel like it's going to grow this place up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so so you have, you'll have to get rid of both couches then, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, if 
if anybody's looking for some really, really gross couches, maybe you need some like... They were well loved. Yeah. <laughs> loved and then uh, hated, reviled. If you need like a, a couch for somebody to get murdered on in a student film yes. or like to hide some drugs in in a student film mm-hmm. to burn, like I'm just imagining that this would all be happening in a student film because no real person would want these couches for any purposes. Um, yeah, please let me know. You can you can totally take them. Oh, if you need to like torture someone uh, for information, just to have them sit in the couches for a little while. That could, that could also work. <laughs> yeah, Maria's got you. Yeah. Yes, so Maria, what is the hot goss in Bellingham this week? Um, so this is kind of a fun, fun thing. There was this like fish pop-up that was driving up from the south and the north. And, and we saw it. We saw the advertisements online. And we're like, well, that's kind of weird. What if we just did it? Like, what if we got some fish? from the fish pop-up and i was thinking it was going to be like fancy mm-hmm. just to let you guys know it's not fancy it's just like grocery store fish that they were selling out of the back of a truck okay but the smoked salmon jerky we got was really good okay um i haven't had a chance to cook any of the other things yet but we did get like 10 salmon burgers and like two pounds of pollock that i'm planning on turning into fish and chips and it was only like 50 bucks for that and the jerky it ended up being a really good deal so if you like fish and you have room in your freezer and those people from the fish bus come back through town it might be worth uh, going and, and checking it out i thought it was funny because they were they're a fish but uh, fish bus they were selling salmon and they were parked on like coho street that's funny it's 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 like lightly amusing mm-hmm. um Something else. Uh, it would have been Ski to Sea and Fairhaven Festival this weekend. I know. Um, I mean, I am never around for Ski to Sea or Fairhaven Festival because we usually try to go out of town for Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sure that lots of people are missing out on fun family traditions, the exercise part. Yeah. The, the vendors. I was going to you know, do it this year. You were going to do it? Uh-huh. Tell me how you planned for that. Well, we didn't get very far in planning, mm-hmm. but you find a team. Okay. And I found a team that had already been a team, but they just had a few people that couldn't participate this year. And so I was going to do the ski leg, and that's that's really all we got to. And then it got canceled. So let's see. There's the, there's the ski leg. Is there, It's like, is there a bike part yeah, too? Yeah, there's biking, there's running. Is- swimming or boating or something like that there's a i think a canoe and then kayaking and i feel like i'm missing something i can't remember well it's a it's a big deal and so i'm sure lots of people are sad that they can't go back in my hometown this is more like the Fairhaven fest than it is like ski to sea but we had something called sausage fest (laughs) in my school parking lot if anybody has ever been to the vancouver washington sausage fest like Lots of great memories. They had like a bunch of carnival rides and stuff. Nice. And it was kind of like a, a German thing. Like they probably should have called it Oktoberfest because like innocent little me when I got to high school and I was like trying to tell people about Sausage Fest, I just got made fun of because apparently it's like oh. innuendo. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But um, I relate to having a, a yearly festival that you go to and 
and the the years that I was able to go to the Fairhaven one, it was a it was a good time. There were some fun cover bands and stuff, and just like gonna miss a lot of that this summer. Yeah, something that people aren't going to be missing too much anymore are the casinos. Several casinos in the area are going to be up and running, or they have already started. Hmm. Which ones? Like, uh, like Silver Wreath and Angel Wings. Okay. I think for sure, and then I don't know about some of the other ones, but um, like if if you read about the the kind of precautions that they're taking, it's like, well, you have to like make a reservation, and only like a few people can go in. You have to like wait in line, and they take your temperature, and you wear a mask, and you can only do certain things. Like I was talking to someone, and they were like, well, you can only do the slot machines. It's like it's a, and there was like cars like lined up like down the freeway. Oh my god. Is what I was I was talking to some friends about it and they said that they saw the the cars lined up and it's like wow that is a a lot of trouble to go play some slot machines you know the the pull of a, a gambling addiction is very strong I'm sure yeah I don't I guess I I don't really get it because I'm not a I mean I've just never been a gambler mm-hmm. maybe if I did I'd be really into it and I'd be really excited and some people they go to a casino for I don't know, the food and the drinks and the social like part. The social part. But you're not really allowed to do the social part. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Have fun everyone. Yeah. Be safe. Yes. I hope I hope you win jackpot and it's worth it. Yes. Um yeah, one one final, probably the the, the saddest part of, of our episode today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bellingham is saying goodbye to the Firefly formally the green frog so and i thought maybe we could talk a little bit about some of our memories at those places because it's a it's a good spot and i saw a lot of good music there uh that's uh, actually our interview today is with chris and that's where guffawingham took place isn't it yes the guffawingham open mic and i mean chris loved working with them and you know i know it was a great venue for us and it was a great venue for the open mic and the um the owners of the green frog were always very accommodating to you know what whatever chris needed to make a great show so it's pretty big bummer i guess that fireflies no longer i love what they did to the place i thought it looked great Mm -hmm. i remember we had a fun little memory there well we've had a few um, yeah. The one that is popping up in my head is the last day of school last year. Do you remember that? The last day of school last year. Were we at the Firefly? We were at the Firefly. Oh, I have pictures. No. <laughs> Annika, I don't remember that at all. Excellent. I'm glad you remember. What happened? <laughs> well, um, lots of things. I think we went to the Firefly hoping that we could all go there and sing karaoke. Uh-huh. We did not end up singing karaoke, which was probably a good thing. But we did. We were the last people to leave. We took some really drunk photos in front of the uh, wall that's kind of by the stage. And there's like 10 of us. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if I remember much after Cap Hansen's. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, Went up. <laughs> we, we're sad, though, to not get to do that again. Uh, at the last day of school this year yeah there's a lot of a lot of things that we're gonna be missing out on um I think my favorite memory of that spot when it was actually still the green frog at the time and it was you and me and we were there after 
We'd been up for like 48 hours finishing our giant, giant project uh, for like our last quarter at Western. Think of it as like our our big thesis. Mm-hmm. Thesis project is these giant binders of interventions and planning. And we go in there and we're just like loopy from being up. We're trying to enjoy a couple beers and we're, you know, we're laughing. We're having a good old time. We're like the only people in there. <laughs> this guy, he goes up, he starts playing the guitar. And the the bartender comes up and asks us to leave because we're being too noisy and ruining the guitar for everyone else. (laughs) And (laughs) this was when it was still the green frog. I feel like this might not be the most ideal send off of. (laughs) Thank you, Firefly. No, we were Uh, being rude. (laughs) Yeah, I just. It's a good memory because I was with you, and it was just Aww. like a funny thing, because like it was like it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. It's not like we were in there at a concert with a bunch of people. It was just like there's a guy playing some acoustic guitar, and I thought it was you know yeah, fine to carry on like the conversation show. we were having. Yeah, it felt more like a I don't know like when you go to Old Town and they've got somebody playing uh, live music. And the expectation is that, like, you still carry on with your conversations because it's like. If you were the guy that was playing the guitar, though, or you know him and we hurt your feelings, we're sorry. We're sorry. Like, we it was like we had been up for 48 hours. We <laughs> we ended it. It was like it was it was the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't feel like a show. It felt more like some really nice, easy listening background music. But apparently. Yeah. Apparently um, not. Yeah. Whoops. But yeah, we'll we'll miss it though. Uh, it was a, it was a good venue. Um, I saw one of my favorite bands in Bellingham play there, the Whiskey Fever. Or, well, I think they're technically a Skagit Valley band, but they come up and perform here. It was a good cool. show, and I'll miss miss all all the times. And I hope that somebody can come in and at least carry on the spirit of it, because we need places like the Firefly in Bellingham. And if they bring back a grilled cheese menu, all the better. Ugh, agreed. <laughs> Merge the great things about them both. Yes. Into one. The the green fly. The green fly. The fire frog. Ooh, that's good. Annika, I think it's time we open a bar. <laughs> I would love that idea. Would be a disaster. <laughs> um, all right. Well, those are my hot takes and the hot topics for now. Uh, and we are going to zoom on over to our interview. So today we have a very special return guest. Chris is, oh, in my notes I spelled, I spelled Christ, by the way. <laughs> Christ, but Christ. Chris is a comedian, lizard mom, and producer of Gaffine Ham, open mic, comedy show at the Firefly, and a local salon owner. First of all, thank you, Chris. You have been so flexible and wonderful. You are our first guest, our our test interviewee, even though we didn't think of it that way, but like after, I just totally botched the recording. But it was still a good interview, which is why <laughs> we wanted to have you back on. Uh, and we hope that this time we, we do it right. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. Yes. So kind of in the spirit of our new tradition, are you drinking anything special, Chris? I have a little cider fairy dropped off to me earlier, some elderberry cider from the Lost Giant Cider Company. I'm going to open that now. Ooh, that was I perfect. like that sound. Um, what about you, Annika? What are you drinking? Well, I just picked up the Cosmic Dreams Hazy IPA. 
from Aslan. Mm-hmm. Well, not from Aslan. It was from Hagen. They are now selling the Cosmic Dream six packs. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah. And I just got a gigantic beer delivery from Elizabeth Station. Oh, nice. I got 14 beers delivered. It took me forever to pick out of their catalog. I'm currently drinking the Kulshin Mango uh, from the Apero series. It's kind of like a cross between a seltzer and a beer. It's very fun and a very refreshing spring drink. Oh, it sounds so good. Really, really good. So, we're all a little socially lubricated. How are you doing, Chris? How is this week of quarantine different than the first week of quarantine when we uh, first spoke with you? Well, it's about eight weeks later (laughs) uh, into quarantine. That first week, I feel like I was really hopeful and I had a lot of plans and things I wanted to accomplish in what I thought would be a finite amount of time. But now I have accomplished almost nothing Hmm. and I know this is going to last forever, so I'm still not doing anything. Yes, same. (laughs) Uh, No, it feels okay. You know, the highs and the lows happen. The isolation is hard on anybody, and uh, I don't know. We get through it. We're in the middle. We're in that stage where we, like me and my partner, just keep making things Mm -hmm. like bread and cheese and We've made like three different kinds of cheese this week. It's been, that's all we've been doing. I don't know how to make cheese. What, what are the, we only have so much time. What are the steps of the cheese making process? I would love to tell you, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There, there's raw milk and then there's enzymes and then there's boiling and there's a sous vide and stirring involved and then curds happen and then I know like the most important part of that first day is just squishing the curds together in a very specific pattern over a couple of hours. Uh, I I try not to get in the way when my partner makes cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then we used the way from that cheese to make ricotta. And then uh-huh. we're making a, I don't know how to pronounce the kind of cheese that we're making next with it, but that's all we've been doing. That sounds like such a fun, like, kitchen science project. Yeah. Is it like, okay, I'm like, I love to cook, so I just have to ask, was it really, like, intimidating and hard to get into? Or did you find that it was, like, fairly easy once you got the knack for it? It's pretty easy for me. Mostly I'm the helper uh, when it comes to making bread and cheese in this relationship. So I don't have to do a whole lot. I just do the things that need spare hands for. So that's pretty easy on my end. But if you do enough research into it, you get it down pat. I'll have to try soon. Sounds super fun. So since this is a Bellingham podcast, what brought you to Bellingham? I moved to Bellingham a couple of years ago. A couple of things all happened kind of at once. I had lived in Skagit Valley my entire life and my lease was ending and I didn't have like another place to go immediately. The people I were living with were a couple and they had gotten pregnant so they obviously wanted their own space. Thank God. And you didn't want a baby roommate? No, no, I'm super stoked. He's super cute. I see him on the internet all the time, but... That's great. I like babies on the internet. Yeah, not near me. Um, I mean, what if he leaves the toilet seat up? You don't know. (laughs) Around that time, um, a friend of mine and another comic in the Bellingham area bought a house, and he 
didn't want to live in it alone, so I rented a room from it and I moved up here. Uh, I'd been doing comedy in the Bellingham scene for a couple of years at that point, so it just made sense to just like move my whole life up here. Yeah, that makes sense. And we are glad you made it up here. Yeah, me too. It's so much better. So now that you're in our, our wonderful city, do you have a Bellingham story that you want to share with our audience? I don't know that I do have a Bellingham story. Do you have a just any memories that you think would be fun to share? Well, I mean, I moved to Bellingham in my early 20s, so all my fun memories are like being blacked out on railroad. I mean, we I can I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, I did have this popped up on my memories or whatever on social media. I had a client and um I had done her hair, and then a couple weeks later, I was out with my now partner. We weren't dating yet at the time. We were just kind of hanging out, doing whatever, at a bar. And this client of mine walked in, and she was absolutely hammered. She had a tiara. She had, like, a sash on, and it was, like, her birthday. And she, like, <laughs> sat down in her booth, and we were at Orion's. And we so you we were Aww. sitting in those, like, church pews. And she mm-hmm. sat down in the booth, and she was like, is this your boyfriend? Who is this? She does my hair. I love her. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, no, we're just hanging out. And that was a very awkward pressure to put on somebody. We're, we're dating now, and it's fine, and we laugh about it all the time, but... We ended up seeing her later. They had left the bar. Her group had tried to take her home. And then we left about half an hour later. And we drove down Holly and took a right on railroad. And she was sitting there in front of the little cheerful, just face down on the pavement. And all of her friends were just standing around her. And I thought that was super. I I pulled over and I was like, oh, my God, can I please help you? (laughs) Annika, were you there for... 21st birthday party i was there at the beginning but i wasn't there for the shit show at the end which sounds similar to chris's yeah. uh, story <laughs> it just made me think i hope i hope our our friend doesn't mind me sharing this story but yeah, too bad she... <laughs> same kind of thing she'd been you know enjoying her 21st birthday all night and then we were at state street you know the rest of us had paced ourselves a little bit better and she just kind of became a, a projectile vomit machine. <laughs> Ended up on the curb. <laughs> Yikes, Aroni. So, Chris, what what got you into stand up? Uh, a desperate need for validation. <laughs> um, okay. So similar to why most people get into stand-up? Yeah, I think it's really funny. A while ago, somebody did interviews on all the local stand-up comics, and a lot of them were like, yeah, I just, I love making people laugh, and I love sharing my joy and laughter with other people. And I just, I know the answer is you need validation from laughter, and you need approval from strangers to fill the hole in your heart. Please stop lying to everybody. We are all in the same boat. You don't gotta lie to kids. It's fine. Uh (laughs) Either they need validation or they have undiagnosed narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah, for sure. So what's something you can tell us about the Bellingham comedy scene that people might not know? I feel like I know I answered this question the first time we recorded weeks ago, but now that it has been so long, I feel like an ancient historian. (laughs) Because it's been over two months, two, it's been two and a half months since any of us have done anything. And the community, we called it, we called it quits in early March. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm being interviewed for the History Channel talking about it, <laughs> which is like we're never going to be that important to be on the History Channel. I don't know. I feel like the Bellingham scene is definitely way closer knit and way more friendly than any other scene I've been in or, you know, orbiting around. Kind of the big joke with the Seattle scene is that they're constantly fighting. And they'll post, like, three days and then, like, cross it out. Zero days since our last, you know, argument or whatever. And Bellingham isn't really like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody, for the most part, really gets along. And even when we don't, we're polite to each other, which I like. Yeah. (laughs) I dig that. Feels like one big dysfunctional family. Aw. I think an awkward family photo is in order when this shit's all done. Oh, my God, yeah. Like the Christmas photo. Yeah. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Or we can all wear... uh, the Mormon family photo uniform, like denim, oh, everything. Canadian tuxedos. Yeah. 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 One of those families in the Gap magazine that all, they have like matching pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> I love all of these ideas. So you recently opened a salon, Salon Amethyst. What inspired you to open Salon Amethyst? I was tired of working for the man. Yeah. No, I it, I mean, there's a trajectory with everybody who kind of goes into that line of work. You have a couple of options. You can work an hourly job with a W-2 for a corporate salon, or you can work commission, or you can booth rent. The joy of being in the solo studios where I am is I get to rent my own studio. Mm kind of on the same like monetary level as I would be booth renting from an established salon. But it's nice because I have I have a two chair studio and I brought my work wife with, with me. I kidnapped Aww. her. I don't know. We just wanted a place where we could have our clients feel welcome, feel at home and feel safe. Mm-hmm. And we weren't necessarily having that met at our last salon and we wanted to get out there and have that place for our clients and also work for ourselves so we can listen to share every day in the salon and nobody (laughs) can tell us no yes (laughs) that kind of half answers my next question but so I want you to feel free to add on to it but what are some of the ideals and philosophies that uh, salon amethyst holds that set you apart we're I don't know it's hard to say it Without, like, I don't know, it's hard to, um, I don't know. What am well, I trying to like say? Well, it sounds like you want um, <laughs> safety, right? You want you want people to feel... Yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of feel like, and maybe it's because I moved to Bellingham a couple years ago, and the kind of people I surround myself with, that it's become just, like, a basic, like, baseline of expectations of how people should be treated and respected that it's hard to be like, well, we just want people to be treated like people (laughs) and not just be like, what do you mean? Everybody's a person and they, they deserve the right to exist the way that they are and be respected and cared for and whatever. Definitely. So I remember when we had the interview initially, you had said that you had lots of clients with disabilities. So what about Salon Amethyst makes it such an accommodating place? Because, I mean, I feel like that's a clientele that maybe doesn't really get the recognition maybe that it they need in many businesses. So I'm, I wanted to probe that a little bit. Yeah, that's one of the things we really like about our studio is that we can arrange it mostly in whatever way that we want and make it physically 
accommodating as well as emotionally accommodating to all of our clients. And the other thing is a lot of our clients have like mobility issues, which is something that I also deal with. So it's easier for us when it's just the two of us or just one of us at a time to be able Mm -hmm. to accommodate those clients as easily and gently as possible without having to worry about, you know, a whole salon full of other people bumbling, getting in the way, talking, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, definitely. So, so Chris, a lot of people are, are at home. They're not allowed to, to come and get services from wonderful hair professionals like yourselves. Um, and so they have to cut their own hair and the hair <laughs> of people they love. Yeah. Do you have any tips for haircutting amateurs that might be listening? <laughs> Some of my clients, I have been doing Zoom or FaceTime tutorials where oh, wow. we both log in and I kind of walk them through step by step what they're doing. And then I can also see what they're doing. So I can be like, please stop doing that. <laughs> That is not going to go well. So there's that. and the, But clients who don't have that or don't want that, I just recommend I have a couple of playlists of YouTube videos that I'll send them to be like, here's how to do this haircut on this person. Very basic stuff. Um, try and help them as best as I can. But I am so excited to come back <laughs> and yes. see all the quarantine hair. It's going to be my favorite. Yes. As a follow-up question, there's a lot of people feeling anxious, feeling like they need a change in their lives feeling stuck should they get bangs no. should they cut their own bangs oh my god <laughs> they, they they need to hear it because they're thinking it no no <laughs> oh they're okay so here's the thing i am a huge advocate of doing just can i swear yes yeah. doing whatever the fuck you want all the time yeah normally in the before times Because if you give yourself bangs and they look amazing, yes, you did that. I'm proud of you. I love you. But if you if you had messed them up, you can just come kick it. I won't say anything. We'll pretend it didn't happen. It'll be fine. I'll fix them. You can live your life. But that can't happen now. So it would just make you feel worse, I feel like. (laughs) Because there's no fixing them. There's nobody to go to to help. It's very important to have that person that can help because I think giving yourself bangs is like a rite of passage that many women go through. Oh yeah, I have bangs at this moment. (laughs) Yeah. I love bangs. It seems to be like highly correlated to feeling stressed out or frustrated. Oh, for sure. I need a change. I'm a little bit unhappy. Gonna get bangs today. I, I did that last year. It's taken a long time to grow them out. From someone who's recently done it and experienced it, hold out. Hold out for one more day. <laughs> get, the, get it professional. Get it professional. Or I got mine like semi-professional. It was super cuts. Still, <laughs> still didn't like. <laughs> I have kind of a funny story. So my, my significant other needed a haircut and he was like, well, I'll just order some clippers and then Annika, you can do it for free. And then like, I won't have to go to the salon to get my hair professionally cut ever again. And I was like, (laughs) no, I'm not going to give you another free thing that you get while I spend lots of money on my hair, which I do. And I'm glad it's, it's worth it. (laughs) So I did cut his hair and I did a (laughs) terrible job. And now he knows the importance of uh, letting professionals handle these things and not just thinking you can buy a pair of clippers and, you know, whoever's the closest to you is going <laughs> to figure that shit out because nope. Okay. I did not. Yeah. Also, all right, this is for you, Tom. <laughs> There's lots of dudes that are out there and they're just like, oh, whatever, just give me a buzz cut. Oh, just trim a little off the top. 
Tom, you literally go to the hairstylist and ask for the John Stamos. Don't expect you to know how to do that. <laughs> this is so true. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I did not do the John Stamos. Can I ask a clarifying question? What era, John Stamos? Oh god, that's a, that's a question for not me. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I just I just looked up the John Stamos hair on Google, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, it goes between like hot Uncle Jesse mullet to like now distinguished actor with like a pompadour. It's it's not the mullet. I think it's pretty short on the sides and there's usually kind of a poof up top. But then I think a professional can be like, oh, that's what you want. Well, this is what you actually need. So I'm going to modify it a little bit to make you look like you're living in 2020. Once again, I don't have those skills. So (laughs) there you go. Good. Uh, Tom. Okay. (laughs) I was salty about that. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Not today, Satan. (laughs) So your salon is very new. Mm -hmm. And there was probably never a good time for COVID-19 to happen. But when you just opened a salon, that's probably definitely not a good time. Yikes. Um, So what's going on? How how are you feeling? How are you, like, just as far as your business, how has COVID-19 impacted that? Well, we were open for about six months. And then Governor Inslee was like, you know what? You need a two-month vacation. I can feel it. And I was like, yes, thank you for being on my side. Um, So, yeah, it's been hard. Jay Inslee. (laughs) He just knows what I need. It's been hard because we weren't prepared for this. We kind of, at least on my end, financially, I took a huge leap and I spent every single cent I had opening Mm. it. And then kind of right when it was starting to turn around, it become really profitable was when this all happened. So it's kind of like, oh, I got a tiny little taste of what being a successful tiny business owner was. And now I've been on hold for a collective 19 hours with unemployment in the last Mm -hmm. two weeks. So So that's been hard. Um, The good thing is the place we rent our studio from, Sola Studios, they told us our property manager that first week was like, don't give me money for rent while you legally can't do your job. And we were all like, hell yes, thank you. So that's been pretty nice. We haven't had to pay our, you know, sweet rental, which is good. That's awesome. Oh my god, I don't know what I would do if I had to. It'd be crazy. So that's been pretty nice. Other than that, it's really just a matter of now that the guidelines have been released for what we need to do to safely run our business once we're allowed to do it again, is collecting all the things we need, really double checking everything, putting up, you know, directives and, you know, checklists and things like that. And really going through everything a couple of times with a fine tooth comb to like make sure we're doing everything possible to like keep it really safe and really tidy, but still really fun for our clients. And that's been the most exhausting part because things tend to change on a day-to-day basis. One day, something that they said would be okay isn't the next day. And it's like, is this going to keep happening until we open? Or is it going to keep happening after we open? So it's kind of been the hardest part lately is figuring out how to still keep the ship afloat while adding all those extra expenses 
and having to like cut in half what we'd be able to do in a Damn. Yeah. What do you have to say for folks that are saying that, you know, their need for a haircut Ugh. is is a, a reason for everything to open up again? <laughs> it's a nightmare. I cannot we're going to have a sign made that says, if you thought your right to be here was more important than the safety of others, you will not be serviced. Because it's just insane. It's insane that people are throwing a temper tantrum because they want a haircut. It's bananas to me. And it's not, I don't know, get, have somebody next to you cut your hair. Pull a Tom, buy some clippers, mm-hmm. <laughs> have somebody cut your hair if it's that important. It's crazy. I can't yeah. stand it. The entitlement is absolutely banana cuckoo's nuts and I can't wrap my mind around it fully enough without starting to become like really really angry about it and then I start Mm -hmm. thinking about it more and then I have this thing where I have these fake arguments with people in my head about it I do that all the time I also do that sometimes it's myself (laughs) (laughs) and then that's my whole day gone because that's all I've Mm -hmm. done that day um but yeah, I think it's I think it's ridiculous. People are they need to chill out. We'll open when we open when it's safe for people to be out and about again. Yeah. Well, you're going to be seeing me soon when we're when it's safe mm-hmm. with my um Garth from Wayne's World hair. <laughs> if I have to spend all this time looking like a I don't know, like an untrimmed poodle, then, you know, yeah. these people will be fine. Yeah, they can wait. It'll be fine. Yeah. And Yes. nobody what are you doing like nobody's gonna see you you know what i mean no exactly i haven't worn makeup in two i'm never wearing a bra again after this by the <laughs> way officially never wearing a bra again i have had 60 days of freedom and i am not going back you want to know what surprised me they did like a survey of people in washington it's like uh, people that wear pants during their Zoom meetings. And it was only like 10% admitted that they didn't wear pants during their Zoom meetings. Liars. That has to be a lie. I am not wearing pants during my Zoom meetings. No, nobody is. <laughs> I I, ch- I do, I kind of took the Gafangham model, turned it into a Zoom thing. It is nowhere close to being an open mic. It's just a bunch of comics talking and yelling and drinking at the same time we normally would on Mondays anyway. Um, I rarely do I wear pants for that. Why would I? I'm at, I'm at home. I want to be comfortable. You can't see me. You see me from the shoulders up. It's fine. Let's keep that tradition when this shit all opens up. No <laughs> pants on Monday at Gafine. Yeah. No, let's not do that. <laughs> I don't want to see all the open mic patrons. No. Fucking knobby dude legs. I don't trust them. Yeah. No. No, I don't either. <laughs> So is there anything or any way that people can support you and other salon owners during this time? Really just hang out at home. Keep your hands off the box color, no matter how (laughs) tempting it is. Because spending eight or nine, I don't know how much box color is, eight or nine dollars now on a box of color at the store to get you through is going to cost like hundreds of dollars later to adjust on our end. So, yeah, I mean, really, it's more for you than us. I don't know. uh, Reach out to your local stylist. See if you can. I know all the stylists I know personally are offering gift cards. I allow my clients to prepay for future appointments, stuff like that, just to financially help them get through. And Honestly, one of my clients the other day mailed me a postcard and I was going to cry. It was like the sweetest, cutest thing. Even if you can't like financially assist 
your hairstylist, reach out, say cute, sweet, nice things, mail them a surprise, do something. The same for all small businesses right now. You know, buy a gift card when you can, order to-go food when you can from your favorite local place, you know stuff like that yeah definitely so you you spoke about the people in your comedy scene doing a zoom meeting do you guys have plans to do any online events for the community in the future is that something you've talked about not really everybody in bellingham right now is kind of just chilling there's like a handful (laughs) of comics that are like yeah we should do online content from like now on but (laughs) They're also the comics who are like, I could turn any venue into a comedy place. And it's like, mm, do you have to? Like, do you gotta? <laughs> I don't know. They, I, The things that we are doing online, like locally, aren't that much. I mean, on Mondays, I do quote unquote gazooming ham and I hate it. I hate that name. Uh <laughs> And comics can work their jokes and their premises, but mostly it's just to hang out and, I don't know, be around each other and not get rusty at it so much. Because that's what I was concerned Mm -hmm. about, is having two, three, six, whatever months off from doing stand-up. When we all come back, we're not going to be good anymore. (laughs) We're all going to be like, what is... Um, Mike, do I hit this on my teeth now or wait? (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be good. I get that. So I don't know if we're doing anything really in the future as far as like streaming shows or anything like that. I don't really have an interest in it. I don't feel funny. I have a couple of things that like come to me as jokes, but I just feel like writing jokes right now and like trying to take what's happening to the world and make it funny. It's just so exhausting that it's hard for me a little bit too soon yeah well i'm sure that there are people that you know super miss you guys and and they can't wait for the the real live events but that'll just make it all the more special so do you have a message that you want to send out into the universe for all the people listening yeah drink water (laughs) drink water wash your hands try and keep a normal sleeping schedule Wear a mask. Don't be a dill hole. That's all I got. <laughs> I think that's great. Uh, so why don't we zoom on out to our final segment, which is local treasures. In this segment, we do a round table sharing something we ate, drank, or otherwise consumed recently that fills us with local pride. Do you have a another local treasure this week, Chris? Ooh, yeah. I had salmon the other day. So good. From where? I don't know. Um, I mean, like the freezer, but I can't remember where it was from. My partner's mom, like coupons, like crazy. And so she has like this stockpile of like, you know, goodies and snacks and detergents and whatever. And, Mm -hmm. um, in the before time she would come up and visit all the time and drop off (laughs) and then drop off to my partner, a bunch of stuff. And it was in that, it was in that. So it came, I remember reading it and it was local, but I can't remember what it was. And now the package is gone, obviously, because we ate it all up, but it was amazing. (laughs) Annika, what's your local treasure this week? Mine is the blue basil cocktail kit from Galloway's, Mm. which I have been just highly anticipating the cocktail kits from Galloway's because that was always like a a special treat for Mm -hmm. Tom and I. Like, because we didn't go out there all the time, but when we did, it was like, ooh, we're going to Galloway's. (laughs) Tom had a day last week where he was like, I I could really use a Galloway's cocktail. And I was like, whooped out my phone. I was like, time to order. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Picking it up. And so I got that. And then I got like a brie and, and balsamic glaze thing. 
It was good. So that was our special treat. That's super fun, and I can't wait to order from Galloway's soon. I really miss it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the local treasures by saying, um, and I know I already mentioned I ordered from Elizabeth Station, but it's gonna be Elizabeth Station because I've just really been enjoying. <laughs> Like, every day is a different beer, and being able to go through and, like, get a whole bunch of different shit from all my favorite breweries in town has just been really fun. We've got gotten stuff from Foundry, stuff from Aslan, Colshin, Chuckanut, Stemma, uh, all of them, really. Uh, and it's just added a little bit of variety in my day. Every night I can pick out a different beer and be like, yep. This is fun. And 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 they've got all the new releases. You know, the brewers are still out there brewing. They're they're putting out new fun stuff. It seems like once a week. Uh, it's hard to keep up with, but I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> and so Elizabeth Station is my pick for this week. Uh, you should try out their free delivery because it's, like, really awesome. Awesome. All right. So, Annika, you have something to say to our guests. No, not our guests. Oh, my God. I'm a little bit drunk. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what I – line. Line. Annika, you're going to ask them what their local treasure is, and then I'm going to tell them to respond on social media. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That that must be I, – I don't know why. Okay. Well, what is what is your local treasure? everyone listeners uh you should tell us on twitter instagram or our reddit post so we want to leave you with a big stay healthy a little more subdued maria please stay healthy We want to give a thanks to Jeff Bigley for letting us use his music. A big thank you to Annika for doing the editing for this episode. Special thanks to our special guest. And thank you to all of our listeners. We love you so much. Spread the word. That's amazing. (laughs) See ya.